Dungeons and Doctorates is a podcast following the adventures of three postgraduates in a fantasy university dealing with supervisors, monsters, and peer reviewers. It is Dungeons and Dragons meets science, communication, and academia. I am Benjamin Kiernan. I was at university for just over 10 years. I studied game design, animation, physics, and science communication. And I've been playing tabletop role-playing games for over 13 years, most of which I was the Dungeon Master. And I will be playing the role of Dungeon Master in this game, the Game Master, all of the NPCs that my wonderful player characters are going to interact with. My name's Dr Joanna Howes. I've spent 11 years at university studying analytical chemistry, forensic science and science communication. This is my very first tabletop RPG, so I'm brand new. And I'm playing Meredith Meadowlark, a halfling bard. Hi, I'm Ross Bolch, and I've been involved at university for over 10 years as both an undergrad and as a sessional academic in the field of medical science and microbiology. And now I'm starting a PhD in the genetic traits of gram-negative blood infections. I'm playing Harold Wentworth, a noble-born city boy who just longs to be a druid who is fascinated by astronomy. I've been playing tabletop role-playing games for a couple of years now, and I've been playing TTRPG-inspired video games for over a decade. I've also been involved with creating science and irreverent content for more than five years. My name is Kate O'Sullivan. I was at university for seven plus years. I'm currently still studying. I've gone back to university. Uh, My background is in nanotechnology and chemistry, but I also have a focus from my uh, postgraduate study in science communication, focusing on presenting and outreach and performance. Uh, And I'm coming currently back doing some stuff to do with being a teacher. So I've also done about two to three months worth of tabletop RPGs at the time that we're recording this, but my background is in improvisation. So I'm a trained improviser from Improv Theatre Sydney and I've trained in Chicago and a few other places as well. For Dungeons and Doctorates, I am playing Potentia. I'm not giving away her last name at this point because not even all the other players know that. And she is a high elf wizard with some interesting background, Uh, but we'll discover that along the way. And now we begin. Welcome to a world of myth and magic, a world that echoes our own and many others. Here, on the southern continent of Haradren, is the great city Ferramustus, a thriving metropolis, a port city with trade routes stretching in all directions. On the southernmost point of the city, resting on the far bank of the silent river that flows from the southern snowy plains through Lake Elwood, and winds its way through the city, where ideas and cultures mix, we find Ferramastus University. 
formed from the merger of Ferramastis College of Magic and the Ferramastis Law School, it's here our story begins. School is still a couple weeks away from actually starting. Next week is orientation week, but as a postgraduate student, you're already on campus. Uh, you have not met with your supervisor yet. Those meetings are being scheduled for next week. But this week, you are attending a postgraduate student gathering. It's a way to meet other postgraduate students who are new to the campus, and it's a good social opportunity. You find yourself standing next to each other. I think it would be a good opportunity to describe what we look like roughly. Um, so Kate, how does your character look? When you cast your eyes across the space, you see Potentia. She is uh, a high elf, so she's very tall, very thin, and carries herself with the grace of someone who uh, has been brought up well, but potentially has spent a bit of time away from that society. So it's a little bit looser in her gait than, than you might otherwise expect. If you can imagine that chestnut brown hair colour that everyone wants but no one has, and it looks both neatly cut and styled and all of that, but in that I just came off the beach and threw my hair out and it's it's done and that's it, it just is this way. It doesn't seem like she's spent a lot of time on it. That like mirror. How does she do? How does she do? Maybe it? Maybe, maybe she's born with it. Maybe maybe, it, maybe she's born with it. Maybe it's a minor illusion. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, she is dressed in a functional fashion rather than long flowing robes, which would betray her as a wizard. Uh, black knee high boots and black pants, but with like a burgundy short sleeve coat. She stands there looking very much like. She's at home and comfortable everywhere she goes. Ross, your character. My character's name is Harold, and you see a human of pretty average height, around six foot, and uh, he has this sort of um, mousy blonde hair, um, very well kept. The hair looks like it was professionally styled, um, even in this world of, you know, chaos and, and fantasy. And um, is wearing very sort of city-appropriate clothing. You know, he has sort of... Um, a nice shirt and like a, a sort of good furs over the top and very sensible trousers and boots. Uh, and it's very difficult for you to tell what kind of profession he might have or, or interest um, because he just looks he just looks like a very well-to-do uh, human. And, uh, and most importantly, his posture is, is, is excellent. Uh, and so uh, would be Joe's character. What do they see when they see you? Meredith is a tiny halfling. Um, Basically, whenever you see her, you just get this sense of no kind of filter. Um, she has a viol slung across her back, um, which kind of betrays her, her musical ability. So she is a bard. Um, she has crazy brown curly hair um, and brown eyes. Um, and she's wearing um, leather kind of traveling clothes, which... Um, she seems to wear no matter where she is. She's like, oh my goodness, where the hell am I? Because she's kind of looks like she's just like rolled in some dirt and then rolled into the mixer. And she's actually got like some bags in a corner. So she's just kind of come off the road and straight to the thing. And she's got a rapier in a belt and um, she looks really rough and ready, but also like overwhelmed. So I want to mention that this is a fantasy university. So we're at, we are at university 
not everyone is carrying a weapon, but it's not uncommon to see people mm-hmm. carrying weapons. Cool. So she's clearly come from that kind of area. Okay, that's great. So you're, you're milling around, waiting for some food to appear. Do any of you engage in conversation with the people you are standing next to? Oh, yeah, immediately. Meredith kind of looks at the people standing next to her, particularly Kate's character, and just kind of looks at her and goes, oh, my goodness, this is the most amazing thing you've ever seen. Holy moly, look at all of these people. Isn't this wonderful? Yes, wonderful. Initially, well, initially, I I probably am not even looking. I I don't even recognise initially where the voice is coming from because my (laughs) head is always, you know, postured and facing sort of forward and then mm-hmm. I don't even I don't even crane my neck I just glance downwards so so how tall is is your character she's like three feet tall okay she literally comes up to my waist she's very very small but she's kind of like bouncing with this you know barely contained excitement and is really like aggressively enthusiastic so another person comes up to your little group of three uh, a huge broad-chested slab of a man wearing like a shirt that barely fits like the buttons are about to rip and he walks over to you and says hello i am gore third year phd nice to meet you it's lovely to meet you too gore my name's meredith and these are my friends i think we did only just meet but um yeah i've only just arrived and and this is all very exciting and (sighs) yes well i'm harold nice to meet you all potentia Hello, Harold, Potentia, Meredith, it is good to meet you. It's lovely to meet you too. Are any of you barbarians? I am looking for barbarians. No. Uh, no? I don't really have the physique of a barbarian. Barbarians come in many shapes and sizes. Looking at you, Meredith. Ah, <laughs> uh, no. I'm probably the opposite of a barbarian, but I do have really, really good friends who are barbarians. Good. I am president of the Barbarian Student Society, trying to foster friendship and community amongst barbarians. That sounds really cool. Many of us have travelled far to come to this place of learning, and it is good to spend time with those with similar interests and cultural identities. Hmm. When you say you travelled far, where did you travel from? I have travelled many weeks from the far south, where it is cold and frozen. I can't say I've been there. Where do you come from? My family are from Imperium, although I didn't stay there long. Ah. Why not? Imperium sounds amazing. Then I suggest you visit and try it yourself. It's a little bit too far away for me. I think it's going to take me a long time to be able to get a whole bunch of gold to be able to get there. One day. It's on my list. I like the idea that Meredith has a list of places that she's heard about. Yeah, basically. like She she like pulls out this... um, this kind of clipboard thing from the mess of bags and like scribbles down <laughs> where the Excellent. barbarians from. Yeah. Where else Excellent. is on your list, little one? Well, I mean, I haven't really managed to tick many things off. I'm from this tiny little village called Condwell Grove, and I kind of went down the road to um, Middleshire Bardic College. Oh, I miss it a lot, actually. Man, it was really fun there. But it's time for bigger and better things. Good. It is good that you have found your way to this place. Yeah, absolutely. What was your name again, fellow? I am Gore. Third year PhD, studying health fitness. Third year, huh? Yes, I am third year PhD. He stands in, like, a power stance. (laughs) That's very impressive, Gore. 
one of his buttons probably pops off and flies away. Yeah. Very good. If you'll excuse me, I see some friends I will go talk with. And he, like, wanders away. Health and fitness. Interesting. At this point, people start to motion you into the auditorium. You make your way into this large open room with a stage at one end. An Azamar woman with fair skin and golden hair steps onto the stage and up to the podium. And taps a shiny metal rock. Hello? Hello? Is this on? Can you all hear me? The crowd murmurs as the magical stone enhances her voice so that you can all hear. Hello and welcome. I am Zeta Rilvan and I am president of the Postgraduate Student Association and I would like to welcome you all here to Ferromasters University. You are all postgraduate students embarking on a great journey through learning and understanding. And it is my pleasure to be your representative to the university. Please have some food, have some conversations with your, your neighbors. Let's get to know people. What we really want is to foster a community of friendship. I hope that I get to meet each and every one of you and we can form a friendship here at this university. If you ever need anything, come to me and, and we can help you with your problems. And it is now my pleasure to introduce the Vice-Chancellor, Professor Brian Kitt. There's clapping. Uh, there's a, a man steps forward. He's a human. Looks to be in his late 50s, maybe 60s. Kind of white, grey hair. Somebody who looks as though he's, they've spent their life sitting at a desk writing papers. And he looks across the crowd and says, Hello, everyone. I am Professor Brian Kitt. Unfortunately, the Chancellor is away on business and could not be here today, but she sends her warmest welcome to all of you. I am sure that she would be very glad that you are all here today to begin your postgraduate studies. I have been at this university for many years. I began my time here in the High Energy Magic Department, studying the fundamental particles of magic. And through my studies, I obtained not only accolades and awards, but a sense of pride in this university. And I hope that while you are here, you take pride in this university as well. While you are standing around, somebody comes along and hands you a piece of parchment and a small wooden box. Uh, just kind of like hands it to the group of three of you. Who would be the person in the group who like, if someone hands them something to, you just like innately grab? I'd probably take the box, but I feel like Meredith might grab the piece of paper before I had a chance. Oh for yeah, totally. Hand. She'd like leap up yeah. and like grab it out of your hands. <laughs> Yoink! You see that there are a number of people walking through the crowd handing out pieces of paper in these little boxes. And... Before you have a chance to really open it up or read the paper, Brian continues talking. What you are being given now is the major activity we have planned for today. It is the list for our scavenger hunt. This is an annual event that we have held every year for, well, as long as some of us can remember. And this year... I have brought with me the prize for this very, very dear to my heart scavenger hunt. 
I have brought with me a barrel of my own wine that I grow and produce myself. (laughs) 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 Oh, no. That's brilliant. I love it. Meredith's eyes kind of widen even further, and she's just like, yes. They're like, it comes in cases? Yes. This is amazing. We have to win. And she just kind of looks up at her companions and nods expectantly. But first, I would like to introduce someone very important to the city. The patrician of the city, Eroth Gilhana. A man steps forward from the side of the stage. He is dressed in black and gold and red. From this distance, you can see he's a half-elf. His hair is black and slicked back. He is someone who carries himself with extreme confidence. He approaches the stage, approaches the magical stone of loud speech. <clears throat> My ancestor, Fur Amas, saved this city almost a millennium ago, following the troubled times of the Day of Darkness. He valued cunning, ingenuity, and good business sense. So he would be happy to see so many bright minds joining the city today. I wish for all the best of luck in your future studies and eagerly look forward to seeing how better the city becomes because of you. And he steps away. He shakes hands with Professor Kit and they walk off stage together. Zeta steps back up to the microphone. Uh, so there is one more speaker who will be speaking to you before we break. Uh, Vic Cliffkeeper, he is the head of security here at Veramasters University who just has some words that he would like to talk about. A man walks up on stage. He is in his midlife, but he is someone who is exceptionally well-muscled. He's got a scar across his face and he wears an eye patch. His hair is thinning a bit, but he is definitely someone who carries himself with strength. All right, I'm going to make this quick. Veramasters University is a pretty safe place to travel. Our roads are well lit. The town to the south campus village That's where lots of you students are. Of course, not all of you are safe to be around, but I'm sure you'll look after each other. I recommend you steer clear of lost water if you're new to the city uh, and further to the north, the Green Narrows. I think you should avoid that place. Uh, Of course, if you're traveling by the river during spring, avoid the ducks. They are vicious. And if you happen to see any uh, kobolds within the university grounds, they are a menace and have been tearing up the gardens. So, you know, swords at the ready, I suppose. Zeta steps back. You have all been given a list and a sketcher. Please use them to complete the scavenger hunt and be back by nightfall. Begin! The auditorium begins to empty. Now, how long away is nightfall? Uh, this is like early afternoon. Okay, cool. So you've got... A few hours. Okay. The list is find out the name of the university's mascot, learn which dorms are available to seniors or first-year students, find something hairy, find a copy of the campus newspaper, locate the running track and write down today's hours of operation, 
a sketch with your whole group in a tree. <laughs> Locate a faculty office and record the professor's name and office hours. Go to a fraternity or sorority house and ask the name of its president. Go to the history, legal, or economics department and find the name of the chairperson. Retrieve a bone. Uh, visit the student activities office and obtain a pamphlet about a student organization. Write down the names of two campus cafeterias or food stands. Pick up a pamphlet from the health center. Take a sketch of a student wearing a university sweatshirt or t-shirt. Talk to five college students. Write down their names, majors, and hometowns. Visit the campus library. Collect something blue, and a sketch of the with the university founder. Ooh. So what you have in front of, like in that little box, mm-hmm. is a little artifact called a sketcher, which, when provided with area to paint or draw, is able to sketch out what it sees in front of it. Cool. Sort of a fantasy... Fantasy camera. Like a fantasy Polaroid. Yeah, nice. Right. I love it. Well, I I look around at the the two standing next to me and just go, well, I suppose we're a team now. Um, can anyone see where Gore went? Yes, I absolutely agree. I think we need to ask him about the running track and the health... Or where was it? The health hours? Health centre. Health centre. That's the one. So, Gore is pretty easy to spot in a crowd. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, while Meredith might have some difficulty seeing through the legs of the people to see Gore, uh, Mm. I'm sure that um, Harold and Potentia can see him easily. Can I just ask a quick question about the shirt that Gore was wearing? Still is wearing, minus a button. (laughs) Yes. Uh, What does it look like, please? Thank you. Uh, it is a pleasant lilac colour. Yeah. Less fun than what I wanted it to be. Yeah. It's all right. Can't be too easy. I wander over to Gore. Um, so Gore is chatting with a bunch of similarly burly people. I just tap Gore on the shoulder uh, to get his attention. Oh, hello, friend Potentia. Just a quick question. You, you mentioned that you were studying um, health and fitness, yes? I yes. I just had a quick question. Um, I'm new to the university and, and getting a bit lost. I was wondering if you could point me towards um, the running track in the um, the health and fitness faculty office because I need to have a chat with them about something. Ah, yes. If you follow this pathway straight down to the south, you will find the track and field area. Oh, awesome. Thank you. I'm, I'm actually not saying anything at the moment. I'm just watching the two of them work because I'm curious about these new people who have you know, joined the campus. Okay. So. And who seem uh, to have, like, co-opted you. <laughs> I feel like you co-opted both of us at this point. Um, so at the bottom of this list is actually a uh, a map that's been printed of the campus. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Um, however, like many student maps, the writing is very small and very difficult to read. Especially when printed at this scale. So we don't have any kind of like fantasy lost on campus kind of thing? No, but with a successful investigation role, you can find some names of places you're looking for by looking at this map. Okay, so Meredith kind of reaches into the massive curly brown hair on top of her head and like pulls out a quill and, um, Mm -hmm. 
And just like from the hair? Yeah, from the hair somewhere. Um, like she kind of went to put it behind her ear and then on the road it just kind of like migrated. Um, and then Forgot it was there. Yeah, pretty much. Um, and then she looks at the parchment in front of her um, and kind of marks out where the health and fitness centre is and then says, maybe let's start there and we'll see if we can get some more information from the people there. Fine. Sounds like a plan to me. I'm... Lead the way. You seem very enthusiastic. If anything, she is enthusiastic. <laughs> if, you had to, if you had to use any word to describe her, she is enthusiastic. Heck yes. Well, this is all very new to me and I'm very excited about it. Yeah, nope. That makes complete sense. <laughs> also, just a side note about my character. She has charisma coming out of her ears, so you kind of can't help but be, like, swept up in the, um, in the enthusiasm, even though you guys aren't really showing it. Swept up in the Meredith fever. Yeah. In the Meredith. Yes. Oh. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Yeah, love it. As we are walking down, mm-hmm. I turn to Harold and just say, you're quiet. This is jolly fun, don't you think? It's been a while since I've been on such a ditty. She's certainly exuberant, you can say that. Yeah, like Meredith is like skipping ahead. <laughs> oh, Yeah. <laughs> I would tell her I would tell her about the shortcut, but I am having too much fun. Yeah, fair enough. She's completely oblivious. Also, she's totally yeah, exactly. just like very trustingly left all of her bags like in the middle of the green and just walked off. Also, you aren't going to have enough time to complete everything on this list. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, some opportunities will present themselves and you're mm-hmm. going to have to be particular about which ones you choose. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Continue my conversation with Harold. Um Mm. So as we're wandering down, you seem to understand the lay of the land, given you know about the shortcut. Anything else we should know about on our wander down? Um, well, I've, uh, I did my undergraduate here, and uh, uh, I, I actually grew up in this city. So, um, yes, I'm sure I can be a lot of use. Um, you know, I do think I can probably find us both something hairy and a bone uh, in one go. So once we... Uh, once we get to our location, I have a little mm. trick that I can show you. Nice. Fair enough indeed. Sounds like an excellent plan. Do you know anything about these buildings that we're wandering past on our way down to this track? Hopefully we don't lose the halfling. Yes. Um, well, my siblings have uh, have frequented the uh, history, legal and economic departments in their time. Uh, I've never had occasion to go there myself. Dreadfully dull. Uh, but I could show you where they are. That, that might come in handy. And I call out to Meredith and just tell her to slow down. Oh, sorry. <laughs> That's my bad. I tend to get a little bit focused. For someone with such small legs, you move very quickly. <laughs> As someone with, with long legs, I'd rather take in the environment than sprint. But look at this place. It's so beautiful. All these like crazy old school kind of buildings. Seriously, back in Middleshire, we had all these old, you know, sorts of new buildings and nothing had this much history. Ah, oh, so good. You walk your way down one of the main thoroughfares that goes north to south across the campus. Well, kind of northeast to southwest across the campus. Mm-hmm. And you find yourself in front of this absolutely huge field. It is a maintained garden as well as a field, but there's areas for like javelin throw and discus and all those kinds of things. Um, in the middle of it, there's a big area for like a like a football field size pitch. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a multi. When you say football, which code do you mean? Fantasy uh, it's football. It's not act. It, yeah, fantasy football. <laughs> it's like 
Quidditch, but different. Yeah. What? Which? Which type of sport does it approximate? <laughs> um, it approximates rugby. Great. Thank you. It is a, a fantasy <laughs> fantasy game called Scrunch. Mm-hmm. There we go. That's what I needed. Thank you very much. Um, which is like rugby, but muddier. <laughs> Good. Okay. Um. Can I look around and see if I can see any people? Yeah, so there are so there are some people who are like out for a run. There are some people just like lazing around um, under some shade of some trees and people, you know, walking about. Like the campus isn't full at the moment. There aren't any undergrads yeah. here, but there are still people who call the campus home. So in the map I've shown you uh, yes. to the southeast, that whole district. The red one? The red one. Yeah is like student village. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's full of people who live permanently on campus as well as a number of cafes and stores and things that, that students would need mm-hmm. who they don't have to go all the way into the city. I look around to find a sign. Make a perception check. Hang on, that <laughs> just fell off the table. <laughs> Hang on one second. How, how Let's roll that again. Illustrious. The first roll of the game. Yes. Nailed it. <laughs> to, to be fair, it did rebound off of something else and fall on the floor. Okay. Let's try that again. So that is a 16 plus three. Yes, there is a, a nice, like, notice board, which you see, um, and you're unsure how you missed it in the first place. I was distracted by the exuberance of a small thing. <laughs> I walk over and I write down the hours of operation yes. while we're here. Yep. Sounds yep. good. Fantastic. All Let's right. tick that one off. And she ticks it off. Meredith ticks it off with the on the list. All right. Well, this seems as good a time as any. Now we're at the field. And um, mm-hmm. uh, yes, watch this. And I, uh, I, I sit down on the field. I, I basically place my hands on the ground and I, I look up. And as a ritual, I cast Locate Animals or Plants. Okay. And I'm attempting to find the Vice Chancellor's dog, which he has as a pet. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and beckoning him to come towards me. We're, we're quite good friends, it turns out. Okay. I don't think the Vice Chancellor knows, but I actually do this quite a bit. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I just steal, steal his pupper. <laughs> Okay. From Meredith and Potentia's um, perspective, basically what you've done is you've said, look at this, and then you've sat down in the ground. Yep. You sat down on the ground, put your hands on the ground, and like, okay. there, is there like a, the wind picks up? <laughs> so you, you see, you see like my, my eyes kind of like glaze a little bit as if like I'm not seeing, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not seeing what's in front of me anymore. Um, mm-hmm. And... You see, all of a sudden, my head kind of snaps back in realization as the the location, um, the location you aren't, you aren't, comes. You to aren't me. summoning it; you're just locating no, it. Mm-hmm. Locating, okay. yeah. Okay. You will locate that this dog is uh, not towards his residence, but mm. somewhere in the field. In fact, yeah. Can I ask a question regarding the sign? Just because mm-hmm. university signs. Um. So you know how a lot of universities have their mascots drawn on their signage with, um, <laughs> you know, support such and such? Um, yes. Does, does there happen to be on yes, that sign is. that I conveniently... Wonderful. Hey! It says, it says, support the Feromastus 
gelatinous cubes. Yes. <laughs> Goat well, cubes. Great. Um, so can I also just note out, no, is that technically the name of the mascot or is that just the type of the mascot? Please, O Dungeon Master, O Dungeon Master. Um, I'll give it to you. It's QB, the Ferromaster's gelatinous cube. Um, awesome. I just look at um, Meredith and go, and we've worked out the mascot too. And she like has this massive grin and then just like flourishes and ticks yeah. off the list. I'll assume <sighs> that's happening while I'm doing my little ritual. Yeah. And I yeah. say, and I'll say, great. Well, let's go visit the uh, the vice chancellor's puppy, shall we? And because um, I have the direction and, and distance, mm-hmm. so I, yeah. I could basically walk us straight to. Let's call him Frank. <laughs> Frank, I love it. Um, and so, uh, yes, uh, we need Frank is an Irish wolfhound, yes. huge and shaggy. Yeah, and he sees you coming. He he smells you coming, probably. Mm-hmm. Yes, and from within a bush, like, leaps out and charges you. Yeah, um, and I, I kind of squat down, like, anticipating the jump so I can, you know, roughhouse yeah. with Frank a little bit. Um, and so I believe something hairy was on the list. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, we found something hairy. Yes. Do I need to take a sketch of that thing? I'm holding the box. Uh, you can if you would like. Please don't have me in it. I don't think the... Uh, the VC quite knows how frequently I and Frank uh, have these little meetings, but... Um... No, I don't think Professor Kit knows this. <laughs> no. Can I just say as well, when the wolfhound, like, jumps out of the bushes, Meredith kind of jumps and, like, yelps and then goes to hide behind Potentia because she's... Oh, yeah, this, this yeah. thing, like, yeah. its head that is... That friggin' like, massive. It's, like, your head height. Yeah, and you yeah. can kind of feel like prickles in the air as she like prepares to cast something just in case. Um, so you activate the the sketcher, and it takes a quick minute long sketch of this dog, which is quite exuberant and like wanting to play. Uh, Ross, um, well, can I please get you to have a animal handling role for me, please, to try and get it in frame and keep it sitting roughly. I will do. <laughs> I will do one better than that. While okay. while she was setting up the camera, I I had uh, I'd been. Uh, ritualing the words for speak with animals. Okay. And I say, Frank, be a good boy and sit still for a moment. I have a, I have such a fun task for you in just a second. Okay. I sit. <laughs> Great. What are we doing? What are we doing? And so the, the other guys, they just hear me going, Yeah, he barks right back at you. And, um, and I just so, raise my eyebrows in despair. So you take the picture and mm-hmm. um, I say, Frank, be a, be just the best boy and find me a bone. I'm the best boy. I'm the best boy. What am I looking for? A bone. Find me a bone. Okay. So I'm going to get Frank to do a, a roll to try and find. Oh, Frank dives into the bushes nearby and comes out shortly with half of a lizard. <laughs> That'll do. Okay, not quite what I was expecting, but um, it will do the job. Oh, you're a good boy, Frank. Yeah. And um, I, I chuck him out of my no, pocket. No, I, no take, no take, no take. Ah, <laughs> you don't want me to have it, huh? Play, play, but no take. Well, if you pass it here, Frank, I'll throw it over there and you can be a delightful chap and bring it back to me. How about that? No take, only throw. All right, so I... Th- hmm. <laughs> you can use a persuasion roll if you want to try and persuade him to give it to you. So what I'll do is, um, well, he wants me to throw it, right? Because mm-hmm. it's half a lizard. I'll grab a bone, just just a piece of bone from the lizard, mm-hmm. and Gross. sort of pull it, uh, and then try and basically throw the lizard whilst I hang on to the bone, 
hoping that the bone comes loose as the lizard. Oh. The lizard flies. The bone comes loose as well as the back tail oh. of mm. the lizard, while uh, Frank has the other half still. Well, this is taking Great. a turn. I pocket the I, I pocket the bone and the lizard tail, like or whole. Um, can I borrow the bone for one moment before you put that disgusting thing in your pocket? Why? Because I want to clean it first. Okay, well, that's uh, less fun, but sure. And I, I I, make sure Frank has gone to fetch the rest of the lizard. And I yeah. say, and I, I let um, Pretentious, not pre- what's your name? <laughs> pretentious. <laughs> Pot- potentia. <laughs> Yes, I let Potentious um, do what I, I would know, having been around a bit, no, just a simple case of prestidigitation. Prestidigitation, yeah. 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 <laughs> and to clean it and, yeah, now you can put it away and be less disgusting. So Meredith has kind of been on one side, like to one side, just kind of with her quill, like hovering over the, um, the parchment, watching everything with the sort of like, huh, expression on her face. I glance down actually at Meredith and I say, you know, he's quite friendly. You can pat him if you like. And I say, so what did you say he studied at university again? Oh, I don't think I did. Um, I'm I'm studying the Druidic arts. Oh, and she like nods as though that makes perfect sense of what she's just seen and then goes back to like scribbling stuff on the, the parchment. Yeah. Love <laughs> it. I love it so much. You said there were gardens. Yeah. Yes. What's in the gardens? Around the edge of this track and field oval. Mm-hmm. Um, there are a number of flower gardens, um, but further around campus, there are all kinds of gardens. There's a herb, there are herb gardens, vegetable gardens. Sure. Um, can I have a look at the gardens themselves and see if there are, what colour all the flowers are, please? You're looking for a blue flower? I am. <laughs> you can do a investigation check to try and find a blue flower. Okay. So I have plus four investigation mm-hmm. and a ten. Unfortunately, in this garden, oh. there are not any blue flowers. Is that something we need specifically? Something blue. Something, something blue. blue. Okay. And it says collect something blue, so I was thinking a flower might be small. What colour is the? Is um Frank wearing a collar? Frank has 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 long slipped long since slipped its collar. Right. Okay. And every collar after that one. Frank is just so well known around campus that they just kind of see him and go, "Oh yeah, that's that's Frank. That's um the the VC's dog." Can Meredith uh, have a look at the um the map and make a perception check or an investigation? Yep, um, yep. You can investigate the map. Yeah, what are you looking she's for? She's looking for uh, her college dorm. Okay. Because she stays on campus, so she's got to try and find where she lives. Yes. And she's got that information and she's got to figure out where it is. Um, so what am I doing? Perception or yep. investigation? So you're rolling a investigation. Okay. And I've got plus three. That's 13. I got a 10. You cannot spot your specific dorm, but you can spot an area that are listed as having num- like a number of dorms. Okay. Is that the same as her fret house? She's kind of muttering to herself right now. Hey guys, so I'm living on campus and I've got to find out where I live. I've got some information here. I've got it written down. Um, and she like you know, tries to find in her hair, like, a roll of parchment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, pulls it out and unravels it. Yeah, I guess that would kind of help us answer the question about where seniors are allowed to live and, yeah, that kind of thing. We might be able to find out some more information when I get there and 
um, the people who I'm going to be living with, they might have some information for us. Does that mean you're going to want your bags that you left back on the grounds in the middle of the campus? Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Probably. (laughs) Uh, Mm. Yes. We should probably head there via my bags and hopefully they're still there. It is in the complete opposite direction. (laughs) Opposite direction. Yeah. Um... She, like, looks up at them, you know, and smiles and grins ruefully. Can she roll a persuasion check? Yeah, you can try and persuade them. <laughs> yeah, okay. Is Frank still around? No, Frank's wandered off. Okay, ah. so I'm going to roll persuasion to go and get my bags. That's 11 plus 7. Ha! That's very persuasive. <laughs> yeah, she is. <laughs> uh, do you feel yourself persuaded to to go and help? Fine, but you better be running because we can we can move faster than you think we can. I start power walking back the way we came towards. Okay. Um, Meredith just kind of shrugs and jogs after them. Okay. I I don't I don't run. I I'm just sort of I'm I'm sauntering. Hey everyone, it's your friendly Dungeons and Doctorates DM here. I hope you're enjoying the first episode. If you haven't already, you should follow Dungeons and Doctorates on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and you can use the hashtag DNDoctorates. If you want me to read a personal message on the show during this part of the episode, you can find the link on our social pages. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, All of the first episodes of the first arc are already out right now, so you can listen to those straight away. So let's get back to the episode. Um, So I actually already know the, the... The chairperson of the economics department. My father has these dreadfully dull parties and he's a constant fixture, constantly prattling on about supply or demand or something about money, I don't know. Um, so yes, uh, he is uh, Professor uh, Dollabore, is his name? Dollabore, yes. Um, as you're walking <laughs> down that main strip, you see somebody is... Uh, actually placing some of the campus newspapers in little... I was about to ask that very question, so that works beautifully. Um, You see a... I would describe him as mousy. Spectacles, matted hair, ink on his shirt, putting newspapers down around campus. I pause in my steamrolling down the street, for want of a better word, Mm -hmm. um, and pick up a student newspaper on my way past. It is called the Dawning News. I also ask him. Sorry, um, bit bit lost, bit confused. Can you point me at the student uh, activities office? I am trying to figure out what I'm doing next week. I'm all very overwhelmed. Big smile on my face. <laughs> um, how tall is your character? <laughs> Six foot one. <laughs> okay. Because uh, he's five foot flat. Yeah. <laughs> oh look, it's me and Joe. So he's like holding this pile of papers in front of him, yeah. almost like a shield between between you and him. Great, because um, you're a little imposing. And uh, uh, yes, yes, uh, it's um, it's uh, he like gestures with like an elbow because <laughs> his arms are full. It's, it's down that way and to the left. How far? Uh, you can't miss it. It's next to the library. Great, perfect. Thank you. Yes, uh, happy happy to help. And then I. S- Dried off again like I have barely stopped. <laughs> barely broken stride to have this conversation. Okay. 
do do I do I recognize this uh, this boy this 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 person? You've probably seen him around on campus. He either works for the newspaper or is in charge of the newspaper. Mm-hmm. Um, he's always like got a newspaper with him. He's always like ink, pen, and paper, and he's taking notes. He's somebody that is often like on the outside of events, taking notes. Yep. All right. I just give him a bit of like an eyebrow raise and sort of elves her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is totally fair and legitimate. And Meredith yeah. just kind of like waves cheerfully and run, keeps running. <laughs> um, he probably smiles at you waving. I also thrust the newspaper at Meredith just in a like tick it off the list and take it from me. Yeah, I don't she want does. to hold it anymore kind of way. <laughs> the, the front headline is best places to eat on campus. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> Meredith just kind of looks at it and goes, well, that was convenient. <laughs> <laughs> You you get back to the oval. Yes. Your bags are still there. There's actually like a pile of bags that have accumulated <laughs> around yours. Awesome. There are a few people still milling around, eating and chatting, but for the most part, everyone seems to have scattered for this this scavenger hunt. Can I ask a question about the five college students that we need to talk to? Mm-hmm. When you say college students, do you mean students of the campus, or do you mean students in a college? Students in a college. Of which, technically, Meredith is one. one. Yes, I am. (laughs) That's just dandy. Cool. No, I just needed a clarification. Thank you. So I'm kind of rifling through and like. Is it like? Is it like a a big like um, hitchhiker bag? Like it's it's taller than you are. And it's got like pieces of paper and books and clothes and all sorts of weird and wonderful things. How how big is it in relation? Oh, it sticks up like a foot over her head. Um. I say, uh, allow me. I, I, I don't carry anything, obviously, because I, I, you know, I just have this coat, um, and I will offer to take the bag. Ah, oh, you are so wonderful! Thank you. And I obviously, for me, it's easy. I just sling it over my shoulder because it's yeah. probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is still like a, a four foot long bag. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I just, mm-hmm. It's relative <laughs> to the size of yes, yeah. Yeah. yes. I've been carrying okay. that thing for two weeks. Thank you so much. So I have a I have a passive wisdom uh, perception of mm. eighteen, which mm. is pretty high. Yes. So mm. I yes. would I would like to just you know if I see something out of the corner of my eye that's blue, just as we're walking, you know, blue is an uh, a unfortunately rare color yes. for natural dyes. Mm. Mm. So you haven't spotted anything yet. Um, on the way over to the um the dorms as well, um, Meredith mm-hmm. like swipes a couple of hot dogs. Um, and is she, like eating as she walks. So as you're walking through campus, uh, Harold, you will actually see someone walking through campus with a with a shirt. Mm-hmm. What are the colours of the of Faramosa's University? It is red and gold. Uh, oh. mm-hmm. I mean, they're good, bold, like strong colours, but nah. Um, so this, this person has a shirt. It says Faramosa's University, FU. <laughs> Mm-hmm. That's gonna make me giggle every time. Uh, I say, who has the uh, the sketcher? Uh, that that's, I do. That person right there, I think, has what we're looking for. Hey, small hyperactive one. Yes. Do you want to go be friendly at a person? Oh, absolutely. What do you need? <laughs> See the 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 one in the shirt that is the shirt that <gasps> we need them to be yes, in. Yes, we need that, don't we? Oh. Can you go be friends with them and like make them let us take a sketch of them wearing their shirt? Okay, please? fantastic. Um, I'm going to <laughs> roll it. a charisma check um, <laughs> to see if I can get them to give me the shirt. That's a step harder, man. Wait, yeah. you want Keep them to keep it simple? The shirt off their back. Yeah. 
she goes like she skips over to the um to the person um who's wearing the shirt and she's just like hello how are you going uh so very sadly um on the way here i seem to have misplaced all of my clothes uh and um (laughs) (laughs) my bags got went missing and i seem to notice that you have one of the best shirts i've ever seen um and i really need it and i was hoping you could give it to me Well, she's a little taken aback mm-hmm. by this. Uh, roll a persuasion check okay. to attempt to persuade this this woman to give <laughs> oh you the God. shirt off of her back. <laughs> oh no! Plus seven. That's a twelve. It's still not enough ah, to persuade this it. woman to give you the shirt off her back. No. Damn it. Um, I, I'm I'm terribly sorry, but I I'm wearing this shirt right now. <laughs> if you wanted some clothing. The, the campus center is just down the road. You can, I'm sure they have oh, that's shirts you can get there. Actually, I mean, that's going to take a little bit of time out of my day, but that's fine. Thank you so much for your help. And then she like skips up to people. Can I, can I walk up to her please and just say, hi, sorry about that. Um, I'm doing a scavenger hunt. Would you mind if I took a sketch of you in your fabulous shirt so that I can remember it for later? Uh, so this this half elf woman, after being asked such a ridiculous thing like yes. "Please give me your shirt," <laughs> your request of "Can I take a, fo- a photo with you?" is so much more reasonable that she's like, "Yeah, of course, sure." <laughs> I hand the um, I hand the sketcher to um, Meredith to <laughs> can oh, I wow. get the sketch of the two. That photo is going to have a terrible check. perspective. <laughs> can I can I roll Fine. a charisma check to make the others think that that was my plan all along? No. <laughs> uh, so the, the sketcher does its work, and you get uh, a picture oh. of you with this woman who oh. looks very confused, um, oh. but is happy to help. I just turn and say thank you and sorry, <laughs> <laughs> and I just walk, I just walk up to Meredith and go, "Where are the dorms?" <laughs> Uh, I think they're that way. She says and points in the right direction. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. I like it. You're the charismatic one. I know. And I yet here we are. so badly. Whilst Meredith is whisking on ahead, I ask Harold about places to eat on campus. And I do this deliberately because I haven't looked at the newspaper that I flung at Meredith. I just took it and shoved it at her. I do know in the, you know, like the central court area, there is a fantastic bakery. It's called um, Five Pies and a Pancake. Interestingly, their croissants are actually the the, the marquee food. <laughs> I feel like they should have made the name more about that, but... Hey, what can one I do? I guess five five pies and a croissant don't doesn't necessarily a simple thing to say make. It's got the same number of syllables, Meredith. Kind of says. Yeah. <laughs> As you are walking down the pathway, coming the closest you have to what is uh, commonly known as the mage quarter of the campus, mm-hmm. you hear a sort of like whizzing pop sound from above, mm-hmm. and. Standing on the wall above you, that having just phased into existence, is a large blue spider. Oh, uh, I will, I will um, cast speak with animals. This thing hisses in response to you attempting to speak with it. Um, and I'll say, uh, hello. 
Also, so far, Harold is the only one who sees this because it's not at eye level. Can I turn to Meredith and say, there's a bakery on campus called Five Pies and a Pancake. Can you write that down as one of our campus food things? Absolutely. I'll add it to the list. Meredith, can you please roll a perception? Mm-hmm. 20. Well, actually, no, that's 18. Plus two is 20. Oh, a dirty 20. Yeah. A dirty 20. Yeah. Okay. So as you look up and talk to Potentia over her shoulder... On the building side, you see this giant blue spider. Yeah, and she kind of squeaks. This is a spider with a body the size of a dog. Awesome. Oh, it's Aragog. I, all right, well, I, I I guess I will attempt to talk to it. Uh, it hisses. Yes. And you hear that pop fizz again, mm-hmm. and it shimmers away, disappears. Ah, huh. well, that was all rather odd. What was? There was a giant <laughs> spider behind you. How did you not see that? Um. Well, Granted. it's not every day you see a spider just... Hop into existence before you. Um, I, I'm, I'm kind of, I would like to look around to see if the spider has popped into existence in the vicinity. Six seconds later, mm. it, Pop Fizz, appears again, standing behind Meredith, and it attempts to bite her. Uh, okay, I'll say, whoa, hang on, why the aggression, my friend? It does not react. I'm, I'm going to roll to hit you. Okay, can I jump out of the way? Uh, no, we're in combat. Oh, okay. We, this, is, this is combat. Right. Now. Okay. So we'll get you to roll. Everyone can roll initiative, but I'm going to give the spider the first attack. Roll a d20. Add your initiative. 13. 6. 5. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. Uh, cool. The temptation to just yeet myself out of this situation is real high because <laughs> I can. We'll start off with the spider. Raises up and sinks its fangs down. 19 to hit you. Oh. Does a 19 hit? Um, it must be. <laughs> your armor class. I yeah, expect it 14. Would. Yeah, it does. Ooh, okay. It bites you and does. Ooh. Oh, no. That's a big hit. Oh. 12 points of damage. Oh. Ow. Um, ow. And uh, you need to make a constitution saving throw. <laughs> no. <laughs> Damn poisonous teeth, though. Um, constitution, I have plus one. That's a one, but I'm a halfling, so I'm lucky. Oh. That's a five. Plus one is six, so I failed that, I think. Oh, it's still not enough. No. Oh, no. You're going to take seven points of poison damage. Okay, so I'm on two hit points. (sighs) Okay. Um, She's not doing great. No. See, now I don't want to do what I wanted to do. Um, because if I miss, I'ma hit you. Mm. <laughs> Potentially is first. Cool. How far away? You were standing oh, next to her, so this spider is five feet. So the uh, so so like hypothetically, oh, no. oh, and and and, and, pe- and people like on this path have seen this happen and just like scattered. Like, oh no! <laughs> Great. Hypothetically, oh. how difficult would it be for me to hit the spider? With mm. a firebolt from this distance. <laughs> uh, you, just, you have to roll to hit. It would not. It's well within range. Yeah, great. Like, but you're not gonna add like nasty. Nope. Um, cool. Let's do that. So I got a. I got a fifteen plus four. That hits. Yeah. It does one d ten of damage. All right. This roll could it. be one d ten of fire damage. Does. Four. That's better than nothing. 
<laughs> you shoot it in its uh, multi-eyed face and scorch an eyeball off. It hisses in pain. Uh, okay, so next we have Meredith. Am I allowed to cast things like Healing Word and um, Cure Wounds on myself? Yes. Ah, yes. Okay. Cool. I am going to use Cure Wounds on myself. What the person has never played before. Okay, so if you cast Cure Wounds on yourself. Yeah, so that's 2d8 plus 3. 2d8, that's 6 plus 3 is 9. You get 9 hit points back. Yes. So I'm on 11. Okay. Um, can I also... Uh, you can move. Yes, so I'm going to... But if you move, it gets an attack of opportunity. I think I can cast Bardic Inspiration. Okay, so I'm just going to like... Yell at everybody and be like, you guys got this! And you pick someone. Um, I've already gone, so the logical person is not me. So Harold, yeah. Okay, so Harold now has an inspiration die, which is 1d6. Yeah. For 10 minutes, they can add that to one ability check, attack roll, or saving throw. Yeah, cool. So I, I yell at Harold, I'm like, you got this! And I'm starting to look even better. All right. Um, so you see, you see Harold um, pull something from... Um, from his pocket and it's it's an orb with like these little uh what look like constellations around the outside and i, I hold the orb to the to to the, the the sky and point it towards the the spider and i cast guiding bolt uh at the spider uh with a 19. that hits nice. and it does 8 9 10 13 radiant damage and I believe the next person to attack the spider now has advantage as well. As the as the bolt hits, you see uh, you see these kind of constellations, like glowing constellations, start appearing around the outside of the spider. Cool. At the end of that round, you hear uh, a man down the road call out, and he starts running towards you. Mm-hmm. He's wearing a full suit of armor. Oh. And you also hear someone else running from within the mage district. Like you hear like doors slamming, like someone moving through a, yeah. a, a building, but they have not appeared yet. So we go back to the top and it is Kate. What does Potentia do? Is it not the spider? The spider, spider uh, I gave it the first round of attack without anybody doing yeah. it. Then you all had your turn. And now I've put yeah. the spider back into the initiative. Which is where? We will find out. You don't, find okay. you don't know. Oh, that's not. I have um, advantage for this, don't I? Yes, the next um, attack has advantage. I might just do the same thing, the benefit of... of the cantrip is that I can. Mm-hmm. Um, so, well, that, I'm glad I've got advantage because that yeah. was a four. <laughs> and that's not much better. Yeah. That's a five. Uh, so <laughs> that's a eight or a nine, which is going to do... enough to hit. So that's another oh. firebolt. So you yeah. outstretch your hand and you shoot the ball of fire out towards it. But having braved your last attack, it jinks out of the way of this one. Yeah. On the spider's turn, it pop, fizzles, disappears. Ah, it's not going to be back to the end of the round. Meredith, what what do you do? Um, she looks at the other two and says, "Oh my goodness, are you guys okay? Do you need any help?" <laughs> She's concerned about them. Yeah. You you have you have like a you have two gaping wounds <laughs> on your in your. You appear yeah. to have blood <laughs> running down your face. <laughs> oh yeah, maybe. Oh, hang on. I I might just um. Take care of that for a sec, and she casts uh, Cure Wounds on herself again. Okay, so roll your healing. So it's 2d8 plus 3, that's 13. Okay. So I'm back up to where I need to be. Cool, good that you had that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yes, it was. <laughs> yes, um, 
Harold, what are you doing? I will hold a moonbeam. Mm-hmm. And uh, is this a spell, or are you tripping out? It's a spell, and okay. I, I will, I will hold, I will hold moonbeam if I see the spider reappear. Okay. Uh, that knight is getting closer. He's not at you yet, but he is potentially one round away from getting to you. And from the building directly next to you, a door flies open, and a man who looks like he's sprinted for the first time in his life, maybe, mm-hmm. like pained expression panting did anybody see a giant spider come through this way yes <laughs> yes we did is it yours uh sort of potentia your turn can i hold my action until yes, the yep, spider yep, comes can. back yeah i'm okay. gonna do that the spider's coming back uh and this time it is next to harold mm. so i believe with that pop fizz your action triggers Harold? Yeah, so basically you see with the with the with the with the the constellation orb still in my hand, um, I channel I channel the the sort of the moonbeam down and this this silvery beam of light just literally like this column of light just like pinpoints the spider and it has to make a con save. It rolls an eleven. Does that fails. Fails, okay. What happens to it? Two D ten of so that's seven. And four, so that's 11 points of radiant damage. And if it's a shapeshifter, it actually has to make um, any saving throws with disadvantage. And if it fails, it reverts to its original form, which I don't think is relevant, but... Good to know in the future. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I want to cast sleep at it so that it can't pop in and out of existence and stuff. I'm going to cast it as a level one. Okay, so explain to me how sleep works. It sends creatures into a magical slumber. I roll 5d8, which might take me a minute. The total is how many hit points of creatures this spell can affect. Creatures within 20 feet of a point you choose within a rage area effect in ascending order of their current hit points. There's only one, so it doesn't mm-hmm. matter. I'm just trying to... Starting with the creature that has the lowest current hit points, each creature affected by this spell falls unconscious until the spell ends. The sleeper takes damage or someone uses an action to sleep or slap the sleeper awake. Okay. Which means we can then talk to other people about this. We can talk to man on the wall about the yes, spider. good idea. Roll your sleep dice. So, 5d8. Five, five <laughs> Excuse me for a minute. 8 plus 8. 16. Plus 3. 19. Plus 7. Uh, 26. Plus 7. 33. Plus 7. <laughs> yeah, okay. it's, a, it's a sleep. <laughs> it's a sleep. Okay. <laughs> um, it's a sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Can Meredith roll an insight check? Because she thinks there's... I think there's something going on here with that other guy who's just appeared who said it's kind of his. I think there's something weird going on. You can definitely do that. Um, by the way, this spider is blue <gasps> and has some hair. Awesome. Pinch if you needed to. Oh, uh, sorry. For, for reference, that spell lasts for a minute. So we have, like, ten yeah. rounds. But like, All right, so I, I look over at the guy and I say, um, does this thing belong to you? Oh, I, I'm sorry. Oh, they lost this. Uh, there was an experiment I was mm. doing. It, it escaped. It's a specimen of mine. It escaped. I'm sorry. Is everyone okay? An experiment of yours? Where the hell did this thing come from? I was actually. I'm actually doing research on on the ethereal plane. I see. Mm-hmm. This is. It's a phase spider. It's from the ethereal plane, and they can kind of cross back and forward. They're very interesting creatures. 
uh, but also very venomous. Yes, we, um, our, our shorty over here found that out firsthand, unfortunately. I'm sorry, what did you just um, call me? Compared to the rest of us, you're less tall. It, fine, move uh, on. No, I'm sorry, I'm not moving on. She stamped, like, stamps her feet and puts her, her fists on her hips and is like... Can I just pick her up off the ground? No! <laughs> this is why I'm here. This is just... <laughs> That's a contested strength Yeah, it, it, it would be. Yeah. It would be a contested strength check. Oh, God. Um, anyway, I, I'm actually just ignoring this for now, and I, I continue talking to Sky, and he goes, um, so it didn't occur to you that perhaps the spider could phase away from your own control? I thought I had all of the necessary safeties in place. So is this is this guy like a, a professor type? Or? Uh, he would be like a postgraduate researcher. Okay. All um, right. Sorry, for reference for that contested strength check, I rolled a 19 <laughs> plus one. So <laughs> I got a six. <laughs> okay. So let's 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 break this into two scenes. There are two scenes happening, I think. So there's Harold talking with this this um, researcher and berating him about not being successful with his precautions. Mm. Um, he's very very apologetic, um, but he does insist yes. that every failed experiment is a lesson learnt. Ah, yes, you would say that, wouldn't you? Okay. Well, um, what are you going to do with this thing? Uh, it would be nice to get it back in the lab. Uh, otherwise I'd have to find another one. Right. Um, this thing will be asleep for about, what did you say, Potentia, a minute? About another 50 seconds, yeah. Oh, uh, um, okay, uh, there is a man who's walked over. He is wearing the suit of armor. Mm-hmm. Can I just say as well, this entire time, like, Potentia's holding Meredith, who is, like, clawing at Harold, because <laughs> she's still incensed that he called her shorty. Mm-hmm. And we will get to that in one moment. Okay, good. Because that is a full yep. scene I would like mm-hmm. to make. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> this man in armor steps forward, his voice slightly muffled by the helmet. Uh, excuse me. I am Michael with the guard training program here at the university. Couldn't help mm. but see this encounter you've just had. Is everyone okay? I have some healing potions if you need them. I don't know how I am yet, but I'll take one just in case I need one later. It's probably for the best. <laughs> Yoink. <laughs> and he hands you one. <laughs> Prevention is the best way to avoid disaster. Yeah. Mm. So who owns this spider? And the the man's like hand kind of goes up. Right. Your spider attacked these people. I suppose so. Mm Mm-hmm. And luckily, these fine people were able to defend themselves and handle this situation. Everyone kind of like nods in agreement. Good. Well, I think the law here is pretty simple. This is a dangerous creature. You were unable to control it. I think the only thing to do is to put it out of its misery. He draws his sword and brings Whoa, it hang, hang on a minute. Um, this is a creature from the ethereal plane. Are you sure there's nothing else we could do? And I, I give out of breath researcher guy a quick glance. If, if you can help me get it back in the lab, I can, I can get my security back up. How long will that take? How quickly can we move this thing? Well, we have, I would estimate, 45 seconds. Uh, let's get it upstairs. And so then right. the, the knight will put his sword away and he'll, like, help right. you. Before, before they wander off too far, I pull two blue hairs off of the spider. Excellent. Okay. <laughs> Priorities. Oh, wait, hang on, I can't do that. I drop Meredith and then I pick up the two. <laughs> Thank okay. you. As we are carrying this unconscious <laughs> giant spider up these stairs towards the lab, um, let's now have this conversation <laughs> with Meredith. How very dare both of you. I mean, just, I was really, really enjoying myself. And then somebody just like picked 
me up off the ground. Somebody called me shorty. I mean, this is exactly why I'm here. Just the subjugation of the tiny people. You think just because we're less than four foot tall that we don't have any feelings and we don't... We just... This is... Uh, and she, like, screws up her, her fists and then just, like, stamps her foot and folds her arms and then takes a deep breath and goes... Channel it into your research. Channel it into your research. Channel it into your research. I love that this is happening, like, while you're carrying the spider. Yeah, exactly. She's, like, having, yeah. like, this sort of, like, <sighs> kind of meditation moment. It's like, remember what Satra said? Remember what Satra said? So I, I'm obviously carrying the spider, and I have to kind of, like, duck under it to um, <laughs> to, to look at Meredith. Uh, and I say... Um, I'm sorry, I thought it was endearing. We can we can drop it if you and like. And she looks at him and goes, Do not drop the spider! <laughs> no. She looks at Harold and says, Obviously. That would be wonderful. Miss Congeniality, I'm talking about calling Meredith Shorty, as I now see that it was probably counterproductive. It's just... To be fair, I've been calling her short all day and she hasn't reacted at me, so... <laughs> But no, she, like, she didn't hear it then because she was, like, buried in her parchment and her, like, the wonderment and... And it maybe has been, like, it's, like, being, like, building over the day, maybe, and it's like, that's it, that's enough. Yeah, maybe, and this is, like, the last straw. Ah! <laughs> it's like, it's just, nobody ever thinks that, that those sorts of names just really hurt. Like, we, you don't have to deal with not being able to reach high shelves and having to ask people for help and... <sighs> and just being constantly under underestimated and, and not respected just because you look adorable. It sucks. Look, little one, mm. I understand that you are good at the things that you are good at. You are good at things that I am not good at because I am too tall. But I am still going to point out that you are less tall than yes, I am. Yes, but... That's just what I do and that's how mm. it's going to have to be. You're a real social yeah. queen, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> I mean... Oh I just... <sighs> it's meant as a term of endearment, not as a term of insult. Did you hear any of the conversation we were just having? I... Uh, you know what? She's I... being short-tempered. It's not fair. We have 20 seconds to get this thing into a containment field, please. And with that, you toss the spider into the laboratory, into the containment cage, and the wizard goes about setting up the containments. I cast Prestidigitation on myself only to get rid of all of the smell of spider. <laughs> the goo is gone off of me. <laughs> oh, I, I, dispelled, I dispelled Moonbeam in all of this, just okay. so someone doesn't walk into a, <laughs> an errant beam of radiant yeah. fire. <laughs> Can I um can I do an opposed strength check with um to with do potential? What? Um I wanna like intimidate. Uh well, there is an intimidation check. <laughs> oh there is too. Okay, I wanna do an intimidation check. It's it's charisma based, yeah. so ooh, that's ooh, good for plus you. Plus four, yeah. Okay, hang on. No, never mind. I got a six. Oh. <laughs> I got a I got a nat twenty. Ah, <laughs> man! <laughs> That's that's the classic like I'm gonna look as, as dangerous as possible, yeah. but end up looking cute, and then like pan up to see you, oh, like clouds and lightning above your head, glowing eyes. Yeah, look, I mean, you, I, I now just feel like I get, I, I, I get to have another short chat, like with no, I'm not making no it consequence better. at all. All right, so the, the researcher is thankful for you. He readjusts some of the 
the bars and beams and things in his laboratory to try and realign his containment field. Mm-hmm. I really think we should head to the campus medical center to make sure you're okay. Uh, on the way, if, if that's what we're going to do, on the way past, I want to record um, the name of a professor and their office hours off of a door, given that we are in a building. Can I just say, I love that Potentia was the one who was like, rolling her eyes at this compulsory fun activity, but she's just so into it. I just love that idea. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pure, unadulterated competitiveness yeah. at this point. It's got absolutely nothing to do with the, the thing. It's to yeah. do with, well, if we have to do the thing, we're going to uh, like, win. Like, Harold and Meredith are just like, oh, my goodness, we just got attacked by a giant spider. <laughs> Let's concentrate on that for a bit. Nah. I got the, I got the little hairs. What do you want? <laughs> I... I firebolt, I blasted it with fire, I got the hairs, I put it to sleep, what do you want from me? Are you at full, pip, yes. uh, full hit points, Meredith? Yeah, I healed myself. Okay. Can I uh, perceive a, a name of a faculty member and their office hours on our way past? Yes. Uh, you will find the name Ruth Strongbringer, uh, and he is a professor of evocation. Hmm, convenient. And what, is, what are his office hours? Sorry, just to clarify. Uh, uh, his office hours are listed as chaotic and Thursdays. <laughs> <laughs> that seems just accurate. <laughs> like, Thursdays and meh. <laughs> as you're walking, this man in armour introduces himself. It turns out he is the president of the Student Guard Association. Uh-huh. Do you, have a, do you have a pamphlet about that, Michael? I do. Just... I always carry one up just in case. Great. Perfect. Thank you. I'll, I'll take that. I, I'm fascinated by the idea. I come from a, I come from a, a, a family where mi- there is military service, so this kind of thing always interests me. It's always good to meet someone with a, a military family. <laughs> Lovely to meet you. <laughs> Sorry, I'm laughing about the uh, fact that I'm now far too serious about this. This is kept down. It's fine. I'm good. I'm fine. Well, I can see you're safe. I'll be on my way. You get to the health center. You don't need to see like a, a healer or a, a doctor if you don't need to. Mm-hmm. Yes, can I can I grab a pamphlet about opening hours for this just in case I need it at a later date? There's like a, a selection of pamphlets, information about the, the facilities they have, mm-hmm. getting checked for lycanthropy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Um, you know, like how to how to you know protect yourself from mummy rot, those kinds of things. Yeah, <laughs> yeah if if you've been turned to stone for more than four hours, you should come see a doctor. Mm. <laughs> or your yeah. should carry yes. you one. <laughs> um, cool. Can I ask, based on the map that we are looking at, Ben, where are we now? Because I'm a wee bit lost. The medical center is um, up near where the marketplace for the the area is. So you've traveled in again the, the opposite direction, direction to the yeah. dwarves. Uh, the medical center is ne- is near the library. It's also near. Um, there's also some food stands. Yeah, I also I also am tempted to find a tree on our wander back down, which, I, given there are lots of little green patches on this map, would indicate is something I can do because I would quite like to yes. climb a tree. Being an elf, that's what I quite like to do at some point. So. Yes, you can find the name of an eatery if you would like as well, because there are some eateries around the student centre. Uh, yeah, we could uh, write down one of my favourite places to eat. It's called Beastie Burgers. <laughs> Beastie Burgers, that is. Love it. Uh, you're looking for a tree. You will easily find a tree to climb. Let's get 
a athletics check to climb a tree. Mm-hmm. Athletic. Not a dex check? Mm, not a, not a, okay, I can't 14. just tumble into the tree? <laughs> gonna make Acro- me... Acrobat your way up the tree? Less brute strength, more flipping. Oh, yes. Yes, I'm gonna acrobat my way up the tree. 18. <laughs> I got a 14. Winner. I'm all for that. I got a two. <laughs> <laughs> so, Potentia and Meredith flip their way up a tree and Harold is unable to Which just to get seems unnecessary. Like, unnecessarily showy, but I'm here for We're it. We're climbing a tree in the middle of campus in the mid to late afternoon. It needs to be mm-hmm. beautifully showy. Yes, it does. <laughs> also, I'm a little bit mad that yours was better than mine flipping around in the tree, but fine. Now, the problem is the uh, scavenger hunt lists a sketch of your whole group in mm. the tree. Yes. When you say in a tree... What counts as in a tree? Would, like, sitting between two lower branches count as being in a tree? Yes, but you have to get him up there. My other question is, can, can, I, can I see if there's a nice low split? If one of you helps me, I can, I can roll again with My strength advantage. is minus one. I'll climb down and help, because I think the halfling will yeah. get pulled out of the tree. Well, that's so fine. <laughs> you help, you assist Harold up the tree. Yes, much better. 16 this time. Meredith kind of looks at Harold and says, I'm, I'm really glad you're carrying my bag, but I think it would have been easier to climb a tree if you put it down. Oh, that's part of the, the character now, isn't it? I, I, think, um, I think it will look spiffing in our picture. Makes us, makes us look more adventury. You take a moment and pose together as the sketcher makes its image. Say, Potentia, you never actually told us what you're doing here at the university. Uh, no, I didn't. Care to share with the group? And she flips down out of the tree. <laughs> I think you only have enough time to do one or two more things on this list before you run out of time for the day. Harold, can I please get you to make a, yeah, perception? Okay, another four. Um, but it comes up to a nine. Nice. That's enough. I'll give it to you. In the middle of this quad is a statue of the university founder. Ah. Mm-hmm. I would know this. Yes. So you wander over to the the statue of Ramar Darastrix, who founded this university 542 hmm. years ago. It's a nice bronze statue. Excellent. I, I point it out to everyone, because I would already know this, of course. Well, given that you're a current student, let me set up the sketch and you can be in it. Mm-hmm. Don't we all have to be in it? At that, I actually, you see, you see I sort of start fixing my hair a little. And, um... <laughs> so, so Ramar Darastrix is a human wizard. He is standing there in flowing robes with an unseen wind, flames leaping from his hand. Uh, so you take the sketch of you with the founder of the university. Uh, can Meredith make a history check to see if she's um, she remembers reading about him? Yes. Ah. She does not. Okay. <laughs> I got a nine. No, you do not know about <laughs> Ramar Darastrix. No. I will also make the same check. I got a seven plus four is eleven. Well, you would know that uh, the Darastrix name is the the name of the royal family in a kingdom across the seas, far to the north, um, in a place called Valley Forge. Mm-hmm. So he's come a long way Great. to be- come down here. And yeah, what was he doing here? Interesting question for another time. Okay. <laughs> 
I can't remember. I'd have to go and look it up. All right. So with that, you realize that you're running out of time and have to make your way back to hand in your list. Mm-hmm. Okay, we should go back. So you get back and it's a, a crowd assembly. It's a smaller crowd. So it doesn't look like everyone has come back from doing the scavenger hunt. Potentially some people were like, oh, food's over. I'm done. Bye. I also just love that the ones we chose not to do are all to do with other students. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, you guys just didn't get down to the dorms at all. No, because we got oh, attacked yeah, yeah. by well, a we giant did. spider. No, we did, but someone you were, you, forgot The their closest bags. you were ever at was <laughs> when you were down at, near the field. <laughs> and you were like, oh, yeah. well, let me just grab my bags first. Yeah, made perfect sense in my head. So the lists have been tallied and everyone's kind of waiting around for the announcement. While we're waiting, I turn to Meredith and say, you do know it was all in jest. That's right? not the point, though. I mean... I understand, and a lot of people think they're making those sorts of comments in jest, but they don't realise because they've never had to kind of walk in our shoes. They don't realise how much it actually hurts. Technically, you didn't specifically ask me not to. You specifically asked Harold not to. But I will stop. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. It's the start of some kind of friendship. (laughs) I'm not sure friendship is the word yet. Alliance might be the word you're looking for. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So Zyda steps forward. Well, we have an excellent uh, collection of things here. This is going to go to a group that got a lot of interesting things, including something blue and a bone. And I'm going to uh, pass it over to Professor Kit to announce it. Thank you. It's very good to see the enthusiasm that all of you have taken with this scavenger hunt. I remember doing this scavenger hunt when I was first a new PhD student all those years ago. It goes to a Harold, Meredith, and Potentia. Yeah! Woohoo! Come forward and collect your wine. There is uh, one bottle missing from the group, mm. but uh, <laughs> I'm sure you can forgive us for taking a liberty. He's like slurring his words slightly. <laughs> Yeah, and then like some one of the older PhD students, like, ah, oh, kit happens. <laughs> you just see me like doing this long, drawn out enunciation. You just see me like rolling my eyes, being like, "Get it over with, <laughs> old man." Um, congratulations, and I imagine you you celebrate with each other. I hope. Yeah. I say, you know, it would be a dreadful waste to. Um, open this in the uh, you know somewhat um, low-key settings um, I have a great place just uh, the other side of the river um, we should celebrate next to the fireplace that sounds really good I do I, I do need to figure out where I, I live though at some point ah uh, yes, yes we need to deposit this bag <laughs> it is swaying so slightly so maybe we can go via my place and then yes and then I can put my bags down and come and visit you um, Potentia are you wanting to, to join them I'll join them. I'll join them. With with not 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 real reluctance, just more Yeah. Yeah. Good. So you journey to Harold's place via Meredith's student dorm to celebrate your victory over a few glasses of wine. And late into the night, Meredith convinces you all to meet up next week during orientation week to have a look at some of the clubs and societies that the campus has. 
And as you all head home for the night, back on campus, in a laboratory somewhere, a containment beam shifts out of place, and a blue spider hisses. <laughs>